0: Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. Now, today is special. Today is special because we are entering our third season. Can you believe that this is the third season of Crazy Enough to Win? And I'm so honored. I'm honored, and you know what? I'm humbled as well to have listeners around the world who continue to make this podcast an important part of their lives, who continue to download this podcast all over, and, you know, it's it, it's pretty special to me when you get validation of hard work. Uh, a lot goes into this podcast. A lot goes on behind the scenes to make these episodes available, and I am Utterly uh, just amazed at how wonderful the feedback is. And you all know that you can get a hold of me on my website at johngrubbs.com, J O H N G R U B B S.com. You can reach out to me. I would love to hear your thoughts on the last couple of seasons and what you hope to see in the future as we endure. Now, let's talk about today's topic. This is the first topic of 2022 and it's about well the younger generation it's about generation z and if you don't know who generation z is you don't want to miss the end of this podcast you don't want to miss the end of this episode because generation z is bringing new thinking to the workplace hmm new thinking guess what does anybody know the plural of mongoose Stay with me, and I'm going to reveal this to you and and the meaning that it has uh, as we explore this topic. Now, Rod Stewart, the famous singer, opined in his famous 80s song, Infatuation. He said, oh, no, not again. It hurts so good. I don't understand about a new love in his life. And love may not be the emotions leaders experience as we adjust to another generation entering the workplace. But my goodness, it is an experience to behold. And tragically, tragically, many organizations and their supervisors have not even adapted to the millennials. And now they are about to become two generations behind. So if you thought your leaders had obsolete thinking with the millennials, wait until you hear what the impact of Generation Z is going to be on the modern workplace. So I'm going to start with a story. In the late 80s, I worked part-time construction while in college, and I remember my first day on the job in Dallas, Texas. It was 7 a.m., and the superintendent was giving our weekly safety meeting that ironically talked about everything other than safety until the very end. And he said, be safe. That was our safety meeting. Be safe at the very end. And as the meeting ended, everyone started moving toward the door in the little trailer that served as the office. And I looked to the superintendent to figure out what do I do next? This is my first day. I don't know what to do. He looked at me and he said, he had something he wanted me to work on now. He said, come with me As I grabbed my brand new yellow hard hat and followed him, I was eager to see what this construction job would be like for the rest of the summer. I had no clue. I'd never worked construction before. So we walked across the yard to this large tractor trailer minus the tractor. It was really just a trailer and it had wooden steps built to access the rear doors. And I watched him as he grabbed his keys and opened the doors, spilling light into the dark space. And inside, get get a picture of this, inside were hundreds of cardboard boxes. I had no clue what was in all these boxes. Some had fallen, and the entire collection was in considerable disarray. The superintendent informed me that the boxes contained screw pipe fittings of all shapes and sizes. And if you don't know what screw pipe is, it's the it's the small diameter pipe that has threads on the end that you can screw together to make different well different configurations for moving steam or other products uh, in the workplace. And my job, get this, my job was to carry these boxes to the new boiler room and organize them logically into several shelving units. He then said, have fun and let me know if you have any problems. Folks, that was it. No other explanation. And he just simply walked off. And I remember standing there looking at the boxes while thinking, I don't even know where the boiler room is located. I don't know where it's at. I guess I have to find the boiler room first. And with some assistance, I located the boiler room and started carrying boxes two or three at a time, depending on how heavy the boxes happened to be into a large room with a series of box type metal shelving units arranged along a wall. I didn't know for sure if this was the right place to organize them, but hey, it was my first day. And I didn't get any instructions on organizing them by type, size, or shape. And yes, my man pride made me refuse to ask. I said, if he's going to give me that general of an instruction to follow, I am not going to ask him what and how to do the job. So I set a standard of lifting, carrying, and walking about 100 yards from the trailer to the shelves all day long. And after about an hour, I realized that this was going to take much longer than I imagined. This was not going to be a quick job. This was not going to be a quick process. So if you can imagine, I repeated the process organizing and then reorganizing, determining the quantities of all the fittings that I had. I didn't know... How many of each type? I had no clue what the quantities were, so I would organize and then reorganize after deciding a better way of putting the fittings into some logical way of being able to find them in the future. And the superintendent asked me if I'd finished when our shift ended that day, and I told him no. He told me to finish up the work tomorrow. And I literally that day left the job site thinking, this job sucks. And I'm not sure if this will last all summer. I'm not sure if I can put up with this all summer. I wasn't interacting with anybody. I was on my own, doing my own thing. But here was the rub. There was a rub. There was a problem. One, it's not like me to want to quit. It's not like me to want to give up. It's not really in my nature to give up. But I was making more money per hour than I had ever made before. I was making over get this $6 an hour. And prior to that job, I had never made more than five bucks an hour and mostly did minimum wage jobs for about $3.35 an hour. So here I am making almost double the amount of money that I was accustomed to making. And even though the job was terrible, I was not about to quit. So as you can imagine, this didn't finish the next day. I spent Two more days carrying, reading the boxes, studying the shelves, organizing the fittings, and sweating in the Texas summer heat. If you're not familiar with Texas summers, especially East Texas, we're close to the coast. It is extremely humid, and it is not unusual for us to experience 90, uh, 100 degree temperatures with very high humidity. So lots of sweat. Lots of sweat. When I had finally finished, unsure if I had even managed the fittings properly, I informed the superintendent that I had completed my task. And he asked me, what do you think of construction? And oh my gosh, I'm about to give him an honest answer. But I told him the truth. I said, quite frankly, it's hard, boring work. And he paused. And then he gave me a funny look. He looked at me and asked, he said, if someone asked you to find a certain fitting of a particular type, could you find it? Thinking this was a dumb question because I had sorted them all, I said, "Yes, of course. Of course I can find them. I sorted them." He smiled at me and said, "Well, it looks like you might make us a decent helper this summer," and simply walked off. <laughs> I stood there dumbfounded. I was Dumbfounded, folks. You see, this man just went Mr. Miyagi on me. And if you're too young to remember the original Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi taught his martial arts student, Daniel, how to move his body with mundane, labor-intensive work like wax on, wax off, and paint the fence. Oh, heavens, if you're unfamiliar with this, just watch the movie. You'll get it. So my question to you is, Based on that story, will this passive leadership style work if you think about today's workforce? What do you think the current workforce will do if put in a situation like I was in? And we must understand that generations change and the tolerance for ambiguity is different among our new workers. They're the information generation. Will a millennial tolerate this style of training will a generation Zer, younger than the millennials endure this method of work now of course it depends on the individual however my experience my research predicts that it is not likely millennials want to know why they are doing things i wanted to know why i was doing it i had no clue They are the information generation and have had the internet most of their lives. And then if you think about what he did through the lens of generation Z, also known as iGen, they will never remember the world before the iPhone. Will they tolerate this type of leadership, this type of supervision, this type of training? The workforce is constantly changing. And we must prepare our managers and supervisors to lead ahead of the change. And while I'm working with CEOs, I frequently get asked, what is the priority for attraction and retention in today's workforce? And here's my answer. Take note of this if you're taking notes. My answer is to prepare supervisors and managers to lead a different type of worker. I don't think today's workforce is going to as readily tolerate that ambiguous style of indirect communication, that indirect leadership, as my generation, Generation X, did in the 80s. So let's dig a little deeper. Generation Z. Gen Z was born in the 2000s and is now entering the workplace. They're your new workers, and they're different from the millennials. You can't say that all these generations are the same. You can't say they're just young. They're different. There is a different feel to this new generation of workers who are entering the workplace as we speak. And it is time to prepare your leadership team for the next round of generational change. And if you don't believe they're different, following are a few ways that i've uh, compiled to give you an idea of how generation z born in the 2000s is different from the millennials born in the 80s so here's one millennials desire diversity diversity is common for generation z they're already diverse they're already diverse they they're not like the generation before them that sought diversity Generation Z expects diversity, and in their own mind, diversity is already here. Check this out. 92% of Generation Z has a digital presence and a tribe that they must remain connected with at all times. Trying to eliminate their connection to their digital tribe is going to make you less favorable in their eyes. Leave your phone at home. Leave your phone in the car. Leave your phone in the locker. That is going to put you in a very negative condition with Generation Z. And I know you may not like to hear this, but it is an absolute truth. They must remain connected with their tribe. Millennials can remember the emergence of technology. Generation Z expects technology to be present and utilized on the job effectively. So it's no longer an option. If if technology was an option with millennials, it is no longer an option with Gen Z. If you're doing things that are antiquated or, well, not necessarily making the maximum use of technology, you will be less desirable than any previous generation before. And check this out. Gen Z is more likely to use technology for a gig job instead of working for a full-time company. They're going to be one of the first generations to be able to make an entire living with technology on the side, uh, think about influencers. There are generations Zers right now who are making fortunes, just being influencers on technology. More of that's gonna come with that generation. They're going to figure out how to leverage jobs that we don't even know exist at this point. They're gonna create new jobs. If someone would have said I'm gonna grow up to be an influencer on TikTok or Instagram or any other platform, 10 years ago, people would have probably wondered what that was. What does it mean to be an influencer? Now, here's a big one for you. I want you to take note of this. Gen Z is more likely to skip college and go straight to work. We're starting to enter a period of what I call, uh, YouTube University, Google University, where people are starting to think that they don't need the formality of an institution, a building, or a professor to get the knowledge that they need to do their work. Uh, My Gen -er, Zer, he's learned how to do yard work and has started his own yard work business by entirely studying other people on YouTube and other platforms. He learned exactly how to use his equipment in order to do an amazing job. Just by watching other people on the digital platforms that he follows. Now, get this money is less important to Gen Z than millennials, meaning that transactional management, pay for work, will attract and retain even fewer Gen Zers. So, just the idea that you can give someone a paycheck and that's all they need to work for you is false. They need more. They want something to believe in. They want a purpose. They want an idea. They want something more than work for pay. And this may shock you or it may not, but the attention span for Generation Z is shorter than millennials. This reality means they will likely change jobs more often than millennials who change jobs, get this, about every 18 months on average. So if you think that the Migration, the great resignation that that's going on right now is going to end soon. You are misinformed. This next generation is going to be more of a job hopper than the millennials before them. And there's more. Gen Z has a common reluctance to work in an office environment that remains similar each day. So what we used to call the daily grind. Go to work, clock in sit down at your desk and do your job for eight hours a day, that is not going to be attractive for generation Z. They want diversity. They want change. They want excitement. They want opportunity. It's going to make the lift heavier for supervisors and managers to keep them beyond whatever the average becomes for that generation. And we've hinted at this one a little bit, but I want to really, really reinforce this. But Gen Z admits to being more addicted to devices, meaning a device-free workplace will not be attractive. You know, we are entering a time where the device is more a part of our human existence than ever before. So what do we do with this? What do we do with this information? Here's what I'm teaching organizations. Here's what I'm teaching supervisors and managers. Here's what I'm telling the CEOs that I coach. Organizations must adapt to a different paradigm in the workplace. The orthodoxy, meaning the things that you've believed in the past, is the enemy amidst a changing workforce. And by the year 2025, get this, by the year 2025, nearly 75% of. Of the workforce will be millennial. Heck, over half are millennials now. And thinking like a baby boomer or an Xer, my generation will be so far outside of the ordinary that it will become irrelevant if we do not adapt. Let me say that again. If thinking like a baby boomer or an Xer will become far outside the ordinary, so far outside the ordinary that we will become irrelevant if we do not adapt. And without proper training, millennials will attempt to replicate supervision models learned from Xers and Boomers. And guess what? That's not going to work. The approach won't work with the workers entering the workplace in the future. So the message, Gen Z is bringing more change than we ever imagined. And leading like we have in the past will not work with this generation moving forward. So I promised you the answer. The plural of mongoose is both mongooses and mongeese, according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Who knew? Who knew? So this podcast is for people who are crazy. This is a podcast for people who go against the grain. This is a podcast for people who move differently, uh, people who... Well, who try things that others are afraid to try. That's, that, to me, that's the, that's the good type of crazy we want in the workplace. People who are are not afraid to challenge the status quo. People who are not afraid to do something different. And if you want to reach out to me, go to www.johngrubbs.com. That's J-O-H-N-G-R-U-B-B-S.com. And I will give you a free gift. You give me the most precious gift one human can give another, and that is the gift of your time. And in response to that gift, I will repay your kindness by giving you a copy of one of my books for free. That's right. At johngrubbs.com, you can download a book that sells for $20 on Amazon for free, just for being a loyal listener of this podcast. And like I said earlier, if you want to recommend a topic, if you have an idea for this podcast, let me know. Reach out to me on my website. I will definitely respond to your request. And uh, I've got a, I've got a, a a series of uh, pretty interesting guests coming on the show this year. I don't want to, I don't want to give it away until it's confirmed. Uh, But we've got some people who are in the spotlight from a music standpoint, and we've got some people uh, who are, who are actors. We have people who are out there putting things out that I think are remarkable. Uh, It's just an amazing, we've got an amazing lineup coming for you in 2022. This podcast is for people crazy enough to win until next time.